The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Child Free Media panel. My name is Lenora Fay. I am one of the co-founders of the 2021 Virtual Child Free Conference. I am going to be joined on this panel by our lovely speakers, Therese Schechter, Tanya Williams, and Dr. Angela L. Harris. Hey, my the final panel of the conference. Yay. Welcome. <laughs> hey. Welcome. Lovely to see you. So we're going to dive right in to the one question that we have. How do you reach a larger child-free community when many are not even aware that there's a child-free community that exists and not even aware that we need representation? And Therese, take it away. Okay. Thank you. This is a fabulous conference, by the way. Congratulations. I'm Thank like you. Loving it. Two hours of sleep in 36 hours. There you go. Pretty sleep. Never write it. So this is something I think about all the time. Um, we have a, a, I'm a documentary filmmaker. I have a film called My So-Called Selfish Life that's gonna start screening soon. And um, I have been talking to our Facebook group, uh, which has like over 10,000 people in it and our Instagram group and things like that. But I realize there are a lot of people who aren't on social media. They're not searching for hashtag child free. I just happen to meet them at parties and tell them what I'm doing. And they're like, oh my God, you're making a film about this? This is my life. And I know they would never find us on, on social media. And maybe they don't even want to find us on social media because they're not joiners <laughs> to you know, Facebook pages. So it's just something I think about all the time. I think that when making a documentary, I do have, um, the advantage of being able to share this uh, it, with larger audiences um, through film festivals, through screenings, um, through partnerships with other groups that aren't necessarily um, child-free groups specifically. So this is something that I'm really trying to focus on to, to go beyond the established child-free community because they know where the information is and the support is and try to find people who are outside of that, but still are, are, you know, dealing with the same issues. Angela. Mm -hmm. So I would say for me, um, it, it has not been easy um, because again, it just start, I started off with an N1, which was me and hoping that other people would appreciate what I was doing, more specifically the audience that I cater to, African-American Black women. But in regards to the larger child-free community, especially when women are not necessarily um, seeing themselves as child-free or think it's a big deal. I really appreciate and have uh, found a lot of success in just kind of one-on-one conversations that happen organically, right? So if we're talking and this person says they don't have kids, I don't say I have kids. I mentioned I have a podcast. I mentioned that I am on Instagram. And then it just from there, it just happens organically. And then I'm inviting people to say, well, why don't you check out my page? Why don't you check out the Instagram? I also realize that I can't be all things to everyone. So I do respect the large umbrella of the child-free community. And like I referenced earlier, that there are different lanes and, and twists and turns that we all can occupy. So I really try to occupy this, 
the space that I identify with. And then if there are conversations or opportunities to branch outside of that, I always say like, you know, how can I support you? How can we support each other? It also goes back to those collaborations, but it has been difficult because again, especially in the African-American community or the women that I, I, I talk to and coach, sometimes it's just like, yeah, I'm black, I'm a woman and I don't have kids, what's the big deal? And a lot of times the cultural piece is like, I'm focused on discrimination and stereotypes and everything that they're saying about black women. And then the child-free piece is just like secondary or third or fourth. And so recognizing they're like, oh, I, I can occupy this space. So it's been difficult, but it's also been rewarding when it illuminates for women like, oh, th this is me, this can be part of my identity. Tanya. Yeah. Um, oh, I agree with with everything that um, Teresa and Angela have both said, but I think um, we can have conversations offline and online. I think in the digital world, we, we're so caught up on everything social media and that's just one part or one place to have a conversation. Um, I think it's really important, as Therese said, that we now we need to be thinking further than the child-free community. And that's something that I'm definitely focused on moving forward is having these bigger conversations because yes, the child-free community know that we've got all these great groups and there's podcasts and there's books and there's all these resources. But if you don't even know the communities out there, um, like I never knew, like I was, before I wrote my book, I wasn't getting on and searching for, you know, child-free groups or any of that sort of stuff. So it's certainly a growing movement. And I think the more of us that are out there and creating content and doing all that and um, and certainly knowing what our unique voice is because, you know, I mean, I love seeing more people doing this and new podcasts popping up and new things because it's like it means there's more visibility to the cause because we're all on the same team. We're all trying to promote, you know, what this child-free life looks like and, and, and for me in particular it's about promoting choice for women and going, well, you've got to do what's right for you without pressure and without expectation. So I think it's important to know what your unique voice is, what your own particular values are around it. And then um, I was listening to the collaboration um, session earlier and it was like, that's so true. Like everything you guys were talking about is how can we all work together more effectively to share, you know, something that we go, well, that's not my particular you know, area, but hey, I'm going to share that because that's really important with what Angela's just said or Teresa's just said or whatever. So, um, you know, I think all of that helps. If we can reach one person and they can reach one person, that helps us to reach a much bigger community across the globe. And, you know, it's interesting, and I, I know that you've all seen this, there are child-free people who don't think that we need to talk about any of this. There are people that would say, why? We, we don't need to do this conference. You're wasting the last eight months of your life. Uh, you know, everything that we're all individually working on, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you've, you've all heard pushback for your own child-free, you know, um, projects. We don't need this. There's no problem. Don't have kids. You don't need to talk about it. So, yeah. first of all, what do you feel? What do you, what do you think about that? And does that inspire you to push to keep creating? Well, for me, I, uh, I would, Therese, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Tanya. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Oh, okay. Angela, um, go ahead. 
Okay. So sometimes I ask the question, like, you know, why do you feel that way? Because I'm actually curious. But then I also say, like, how about we substitute that? You know, so why black people? Why gay people? Why people with disabilities? Why do we have to talk? Just and it's just like, because, again, it's about the education piece. It's about the community, because there are some people who are longing for a child free community. And yes, maybe it's not important to you that I scream it from the rooftop, um, but it might be important to someone who is struggling with feeling the pressure of being child-free. And I agree with Tanya that yes, the spaces are growing every day and, and the conversations offline or when we are placing ourselves in different types of media, you know, we need more commercials that feature us. We need more movies that feature us. We need more actors and, and, and authors to feature us. Um, so when a person is just like, why is it so important? It's important to me, right? And it may not be important to you. And if it's not, there are other lanes in which you can find. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. Therese, go ahead. Okay, sorry. Um, I, I, I feel like, I, obviously I agree with Angela, but I think that this is a really intersectional issue. Like I think that being child-free is part of a larger system that's going to affect you in some way. For example, if you're a working person, your child freeness intersects with corporate policies around time off or vacation, or filling in for people. Um, if you don't have children, you, you may be looked on as somebody who's always available, you know, without compensation. This is a conversation I have a lot with people. Um, if you are um, interested in climate change and you are a child-free person, you might be involved from the aspect of population, for example. And, and so your child-freeness makes you sensitive to issues around climate change and population, that um, are specific to not having children and how you kind of see the world, your framework. Certainly with reproductive justice, if you're a child-free person, um, you, are, you do not want to be pregnant. You want access to reproductive services. You want to um, be able to control your own fertility. You know, the other side of that is people who who want children and are being prevented from having them. So we kind of we, we intersect further in the world of reproductive justice because we all want to control our bodies. And so being a child free person, you can approach that subject through the, the need and desire to control your own body. So I like the intersectionality of it and the different avenues that you can take to to find and meet people. Yeah. And look, I also think that, you know, if someone says, well, why do we need to have this conversation? It's like, well, you can choose or not choose to be part of it. So if you don't think it's relevant for you and you're going, well, I don't need to hear this and whatever, well, that's fine. You don't have to be, you know, but there, you know, as Angela said, there are people who want to feel like they're part of this community and they need that support and they need to know that they're not alone and that there are other people out there like them and, you know, where they can go and get advice and so forth. So it's all about choice. Um, you know, I've had, I've, I remember someone saying, making a, a comment on an Instagram post that was was around that going, well, why is this even an issue? It's like, well, a lot of people who are child-free have had this particular issue, therefore it's an issue. So it's, it might not be an issue for you, but it is for them. So um, there doesn't need to be this divisiveness, you know, around it. It's just like, well, you can either choose to take it on board, not take it on board, be involved, not be involved, just like any other conversation. 
And it's so, I find it, and Tanya, thank you for saying that, because I find it so interesting that there are some individuals and some causes and things that, you know, have a hard time with like, why is this child-free thing, you know, why is it emerging? Why is it blowing up? And it's just like, there are like thousands and thousands of things for mothers, support groups and books and movies and things like that. Yet we, we carve out this little space and people have issue. They take issue with that. So yeah. I find it interesting. I think people don't want to, I don't know. We're just like, we're already troublemakers. Like we're already <laughs> a problem. Like we're a problem. Yes. polarizing to some people some people just don't know how to and i think what i how i feel is a lot of the people that take issue with it is because maybe they haven't had the choices that they wanted to have or maybe they've made a wrong decision or then maybe there's regret or whatever so therefore they're uncomfortable with their choice so they don't like other people being vocal or or, you know voicing how how they feel so i often think when people have an issue with it it's actually their own issue that they're, that they're dealing with and they and they project it onto other people in different ways. But yeah, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting one. I had an interesting experience with a group of people that I showed the film to. I've been doing a lot of rough cut screenings, getting great, you know, helpful feedback. And, you know, some, some people just sort of say, I don't understand what the problem is. You're, you just, you just, should be able to make a choice. That's it. And I'm like, do you understand centuries of systemic reproductive oppression that we are living through? Do you understand how women have been given this one path through life and only very recently have been able to, you know, take actions to maybe not do that? I I always feel like I I want to I want to expand this, you know, from it's just me, you know, complaining to no, this is a huge, huge fundamental issue. And I'm going to speak as a woman, like around womanhood and the expectations of womanhood. And if you don't fulfill the expectations of womanhood, you you got one job. Your one job is to make babies. Okay. So if you don't do that, how threatening are you? You're, you're very threatening. You're threatening yeah. to the entire system of the world. So it's not just me, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's a whole, it's just, yeah, you get the idea. So in your individual projects, what would you say is the biggest challenge when it comes to reaching, whether it's, you know, the child-free community or beyond? What, personally, what what has been the biggest challenge? Anyone wants to answer that? We'll start with Therese. <laughs> yes. Um. I think one really interesting challenge actually is navigating the, the many, many very different people with different focuses in the child-free community. Yeah. Um, and, and we've talked about this all day, I think, but people have different ideas of what it means to be child-free, who's allowed to call themselves child-free, who you can let into your Facebook page or not, you know, and. I like I encourage parents to be part of our world because they're raising the next generation to understand that they have these choices and it's fine. But there have been a lot of um, kind of back and forth, you know, about why why are there parents here? We shouldn't have, you know, this kind of stuff. So it's really interesting trying to navigate all the different points of view in the child free community. And again, as Angela said, there are so many places. To, to hang out that will fit your own needs. So sometimes it just comes down to that, like 
this maybe this isn't the right place for you, but I know that there are like 20 <laughs> places that you, know, you might you might just uh, think are better a better fit. So mm -hmm. that's been an interesting challenge, actually. And you can't be everything to everyone, you know. As as you've just said, like you can't, but you're not going to find one person in the child-free community that agrees with everything that you know you might say or whatever. And 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 that's okay, you know. I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all want to be liked and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, there's going to be people that just don't resonate with you. Their message might and you might not agree with certain things that they say. And that's fine. And I know there's a lot of um, Facebook groups where some of the conversations that happen, I just, I just go, I just find them so disrespectful and so just like horrible in the way that they speak about parents and, and the choices and stuff like that. So I just don't go in those groups and participate in the conversation. It's as simple as that because I know that, hey, that's not going to, that doesn't resonate with me. That that messaging doesn't work for me personally. And that's okay. There are people who love that. So I think it's about finding your your niche and your, and your space. And, and, and one of my biggest issues, I think, with the child-free community is there's a lot of complaining often. We complain about bingos and we complain about stuff, but we can't, we've got to start to do something about it. Mm -hmm. So get involved in conversation and and do more practical things and, and think about how you can change the situation rather than just complaining about the situation. And I think that's our next step as a child-free community is go, okay, well, we know all the issues. As, as a child-free community, we know what our issues are and our challenges are. Now, what we can can we do about them in a practical, everyday sense to have to you know to make change? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what I would say, um, not not necessarily huge challenges, um, but I have been and I've I've been vocal about this on my Instagram and and just in different other spaces where I think when No Bibs Burps Bottles stepped on the scene and this is like who's this black girl talking about being child free? Um, and I think people, some people. And I'm not the only black girl who's child free, so I don't don't know why that's an issue. But it is trying to help people understand that there's just a little part of this child free community that I'm carving out that makes sense for me. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't make sense to you. Again, I invite you to explore. And I have done that I'm like, when maybe a person thinks like my my Instagram is about being childless or something. And I, we have a conversation. I'm saying, check out these pages because you're probably not going to get what you need for yourself from no bibs, burps, bottles. And so I think it's important that we let people know we are open if you wanna learn about the content, if you wanna learn about what we're doing, but also be able to refer people to other groups that make sense for them. But I think the challenge is, you know, people, oh, you're not being inclusive or, you know, why is it only black people? And it goes back to the conversation that we talked about earlier in um, uh, BPOC in regards to, can we, can I just have this space for my brown girls? I didn't say you can't visit Tanya or Teresa or the bitchy bookkeeper. I didn't say you couldn't go there. What I'm saying is respect this space because I'm going to respect you. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm curious what drew each of you to your particular mediums that you spread your message in, like how your, your vehicle. So I'll go start with Tanya. What drew you, you have a book, you have the Child Free Magazine, and you do a lot of other things. What drew you specifically to those, to, to putting out your message in those form, forms? For anyone yeah. that might be curious in following, you know, your path. Yeah. So in terms of the book, um, I just felt like what I was writing about was there was a gap. 
Um, yes, there were plenty of other child-free books and, and, and are some fabulous books um, out there. But for me, I wanted to show all sides of the conversation. So I didn't just want to share about child-free people and their stories. I wanted to show, you know, women who had had kids and that were happily, you know, mums, people who regretted it, people who were child-free by circumstance, not by choice, and share stories of real women around the world. So for me, I just thought I think there was a gap in that particular area. And it was the same with the magazine. Um, it happened very organically. And um, it, I was like, you know, I look and you go, you, you Google mag, like parenting magazines and you'll find 50 plus, like they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? And all of a sudden I said, why don't we have one for us? This is crazy. With all these parenting magazines, there needs to be one for child-free people. So um, so issue two launches today in, in National Child-Free Day. Well, uh, it is here in Australia anyway. Um, so and so it was just like, I just for me, I just felt like there was a gap there. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, I can try and fill that gap. And that's why I, I sort of, I've chosen what I, cho what I choose. And I think I've, I've, you know, I've got strength in those areas. You know, I, I would never think, oh my God, I'm going to make a documentary because I would have no idea, but I know someone who does, you mm -hmm. know, and, and she does a great job at it. And and that's a good point too of like when you find something that resonates with you that you feel like that, what, see a need, feel a need type of thing like that. There's that mentality, yeah. but you know, because when you're stepping into the, I mean, we're all, we're all creators here. So you're going, okay, well, what can I do? How can I spread my message in a way that, that connects with people? And you look at people that are maybe doing something that you wish you could do, but like, I don't know if that feels right. Like it is really important to find something that resonates with you in your, yeah. your way. Like we're, again, it's, it's not what works for you doesn't work for me and, and, and all the way around. So, uh, Angela, how, what drew you to podcasting in your specific mm -hmm. case? Um, it was just trying to maximize spaces. So I know that Instagram is just, I'm a fan of Instagram. So that was pretty easy. Um, but starting the podcast, it was just like, how can I reach more people without spreading myself too thin? Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, being able to take those podcast interviews and then kind of, you know, take a snippet from there or some information from there to turn it into a you know, an Instagram post or something that I could put in my Facebook group. So it really is kind of working smarter, not harder. But I also know not everyone's on Instagram, but they might listen to a podcast. Not everyone's into podcasting, so they might read a blog. Not everyone's interested in um, reading a blog, so they might meet me tomorrow when I do a pop-up shop because they want to be up close and personal with me. So I think it's just maximizing the opportunities and maximizing the spaces that, um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to occupy every space because I'm only one Angela, uh, but the ones that I do occupy, you know, a podcast, you know, Instagram, uh, my Facebook group, uh, it, that works for me now. Um, and I don't feel like I'm spreading myself too thin. And I think that's important because just the work that we all do in creating content, it can be very tiring, especially if you're doing it by yourself, because um, you got to be creative and you want to be fresh and you want to have things that are going to resonate with people. So, um, but that's the reason Instagram, the podcast is just getting, having, reaching more people. Therese? Um, well, I've been a documentary filmmaker for about 20 years now. So I started with the documentary world and then decided to make this film. And the films I make, I like to describe as um, disturbing what we consider most sacred about womanhood. That's that's most of the films I make. You are a troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> she started, exactly. She started. The rest of it is following right. along. All right. Yeah. Now, um, so this is what 
what I do. So the last documentary, the last feature length documentary I made was about virginity and um, the mytho mythology around virginity and the misogyny around female sexuality. So this seemed to be the next, <laughs> the next one to make is, is looking at the idea of motherhood and what it means to say no you know, to motherhood in our society. Um, I have been thinking about making this film for, I wanna say 12 years now. Um, I wasn't ready to do it. I, I have known pretty much my whole life I didn't want children, but I just wasn't ready to do a film about it. And slowly, slowly, when I finished my virginity film, I started thinking, well, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm ready to talk about this. And um, I did a, I did a survey just to like learn more about people out there in that are also child free because I was not connected in any real way to any of it. And um, I posted this survey on Facebook, and I got in one week I got 1,900 responses. Wow. One nine zero zero responses, which were amazing because because the, the the breadth of experience in not having children for whatever reason is is huge. There's no one path you know that fits all. But it was at that point I thought, hmm, maybe I should maybe I should take a film about this. There seems to be some interest. And you know, a few years ago, Maxine Trump did the film To Kid or Not to Kid, um, which I recommend. Um, but there aren't that many films out there about this. Honestly, there's one out of Spain. There's one out of Quebec that I know of. Uh, that's kind of it. So there's a lot to explore on this subject uh, in terms of documentaries. And um, that's that's how I got here. And I'm and I'm glad I did it. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable talking about my own child-free life now, as opposed to maybe six years ago when I didn't. Yeah. Really. And let's be honest, talking about our child-free lives is fun. I mean, I think so. I mean, you know, like we all live pretty, like I follow the four of you or the three. Jeez, oh, someone needs sleep. <laughs> There's four of us. On, <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, there's a lot of Tanya's, a lot of Angela's. You know, there's, a lot, there's a lot of us happening here. Lenora's okay. Um, I, you know, I, I follow all of you and just seeing what, what you're creating and the reach that it has, I mean, it's celebrating a life choice that we've made, you know, at the end of the day. And I know that we've had these discussions where what it's, what's represented in mainstream media is less than flattering, less than truthful. It's not, it's not the whole story. Yes. I mean, there are people that, that don't, that live child-free, but don't necessarily embrace it, but there's so many of us that do, you know, and, and again, what keeps me up at night is, is going, okay, how can I add my voice to the conversation and bring awareness and, and, and encourage other people to speak up and create content? Because I am I am in that same boat. I wanted to have people stand up because that's there's power in numbers. And, you know, reaching mainstream media or people that have power and make decisions in those areas. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But, you know, what would you say to someone who's just entering the content creating creation space in the child-free community? What piece of advice, if you can say one thing to that person who's just realizing there's a community, they want to share their voice and they've got no freaking clue. Cause that was me three years ago. So what, what, what piece of advice would you offer based maybe on your own experience? Uh, we'll start with Tanya. Um, I think be authentically you, 
you know, there's only, you know, we're, as you said, there's, there's a lots of us creating content and doing all that sort of stuff, but there's only one you and you've there's only, you know, you've got your own authentic point of view in life and, and so forth. And you can't fake that. You know, you can't pretend to be something that you're not and you just have to be true to yourself and, and that comes through the content that you create and you'll get people that will go, hey, you know, oh, I like that. I'm going to be part of that conversation or follow you. And, and, and remember that you're no, never going to please everybody and that's okay. Um, and sometimes you have to have a bit, a bit of thick skin because you'll always get your haters that want to criticise and whatever. So you just, I just brush all that stuff off. But yeah. some, I know it's harder for others to do that. So just remember that you will get criticism, um, and but you've got to be authentically you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Angela? I mean, you know, like ditto, ditto, three times ditto to what Tanya said. <laughs> but, um, you know, I would say, and I was in the same space, Lenora, when I started, it's just like, you know, why am I here? What am I doing? Can I really speak on this? And so I, I needed to find that confidence first. Like, will people listen? Will people want to hear what I'm saying? Am I going to just just be out there alone, just trying to do this on my own? So I would say it's important that if you want to do anything, whether it's uh, Instagram, whether it's writing a book, making a movie, you have to know your why, because without that, you're going to be just kind of like swimming it aimlessly, you know, and not knowing where you're going. So understanding the why, which was really important to me, the why was, I know I'm not the only one. This is my, this is my experience as a child-free woman. This is my cultural experience as a black woman, putting those two together, I'm going to see what I catch. Right. Um, so knowing the why, knowing your audience, um, and then also admitting when you need a little support and you need a little bit of help. I did not know how to like, edit a video. I was just like, how do I create a YouTube? Like, and so I needed to reach out to people who I knew had the skill set to do that. So I think those are a couple of things that I would share with the person is knowing your why, knowing your audience, uh, the, the tough and thick skin. Yes, you got to have that because people will come and just say, this is not important. You suck. I mean, I've had someone say you suck, like, or this sucks. Yes. So, so have tough skin. Um, but when it's all said and done, be you. And I always say that unapologetically, be me. And that's all I can do. Three. Um, yes, I'll ditto all that. Um, and I will. I will say, recognize how much work it's going to be to have a presence on social media, say, or run a group. Go into it understanding that it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be rewarding most of the time. And it's it's really lovely to build a community and have a connection and hear other people's feelings about all of this. It's That's all great, but you have to post really often. Um, you have to keep up with like whatever Instagram wants you to do now. Like I haven't figured out reels yet. I'll be honest. I don't know what to do with them, but um, it's a lot of work. I spend a, like a ridiculous amount of time um, getting getting posts up, and I'm going to post. I'm trying to keep it to three times a week because I I just don't have time. But the other thing that was incredibly helpful to me was um, uh, someone approached me who had been following uh, the film and some articles I've written, and she said, "I want to um, I want to help you out in some way because I want to help you get this project done." And I said, well, what do you, what do you do? What do you want to do? And she goes, well, I'm a social media manager. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's awesome. And she goes, maybe I could volunteer for you for a while. And she did. She actually stayed with us for a year and a half, which is astonishing. Wow. Mandy Kreischer, if you ever want to hire someone awesome. But in the process of that, she taught me a lot about um, social media. And she was like my mentor 
uh, for social media. And I think like the, the understanding how much work it's gonna be, but also understanding just how it all happens and comes together. Um, it, it's really valuable to, to have that sort of in your toolbox. Well, ladies, <laughs> we have to wrap. This has been an incredible panel. Thank you. I want to give you all the opportunity to tell us how we can reach you, how we can support your projects. Thank you for the reminder of closing remarks. <laughs> uh, Tanya, how can how can people reach you? Plug everything. Uh, well, they can find me at Child Free Happily Ever After. They can grab themselves a book. They can grab themselves a magazine, which comes out today. But more importantly, I'd really love them to be involved in the conversation. So they'll find me on all the socials. So I'll do a lot on Insta, um, a little bit on Facebook and so forth. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just about getting people, you know, part of the conversation. Thank you. Angela? Hey guys, you're hearing me for the third time. So you can follow me on Instagram at no bibs, burps, bottles. You can also, we're trying to grow our little YouTube channel. So you can find us at YouTube, um, no bibs, burps, bottles. And of course, everything, no bibs, burps, bottles, you can find on our website with the same name. So thank you very much. And please, um, if you are on Instagram and scrolling tomorrow, tomorrow here in the US is International Child Free Day and no bibs, burps, bottles will be um, a little bit more active tomorrow in our feed and in our post in our stories thank you Therese um well I think that the, the hub of all of this is the website and that is myselfishlife.com so if you go to myselfishlife.com you'll have uh on the home page there are links to all of our social media if you want to follow us on Facebook Instagram Twitter LinkedIn if you're into that kind of thing um and then we have the trailer for the film. We have a child-free comics that I worked on with a, this amazing cartoonist. There are videos that people have sent in about their own child-free experiences. And really importantly, there's a, there's a list you can sign up on, uh, the first to know list. And it will answer the most often asked question, when can we see your film? Um, if you uh, hook up with us on that list, we're gonna be sending first to know information that way. So myselfishlife.com. And then from there, you can go in a lot of directions. Well, thank you three so much for joining us today for this 2021 virtual child-free conference. That's a wrap. <laughs> thank you so much. And, and you know, um, let's motivate the child-free community to just be as kick-ass as possible. And to quote Tanya Williams, don't let anyone dull your sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you again. This has been the Child Free Media Panel. Have a great day, evening, wherever you are. Thank you, everyone, again. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.